Hello beautiful people! Welcome once again to another beautiful episode of SP Shots on the Spread Pen Podcast. I am your beautiful, wonderful and amazing host, Joy A. Adomi, aka Spread Pen. And I pray that as you listen to today's podcast, your life will not remain the same. And I'm serious, every single person that listens to this podcast, you're going to take a message as it pertains to your peace, your prosperity and your progress in the name of Jesus Thank you for joining me on this podcast, this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday evening. I am very happy to have you and I pray it's going to be a beautiful time with me and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Please do enjoy. on the podcast this evening i want to talk about mm, um, it's a slang and it could be a saying but it's just the general stuff that we say in pidgin language you say uno like beta mm-hmm. i want to talk about that now um you know when you think about the context in which we say that stuff uno like beta thing is usually in the context of um wanting something that is generally you know generally desired generally coveted and most times it has to do with plans we make for ourselves by ourselves now it's beautiful it's good to desire good things yes it's good to desire good things it's good to want good things and we do that all the time and most times we even take it to god in prayers and god gives it to us yes it's good to desire good things it is as a matter of fact god wants us to want the best for ourselves and ask him and he's going to give it to us however there are situations you know where um that better thing you are pursuing or so to say is um is not exactly aligning with what god wants for you at that point in question and then you realize that you know you're looking at two different gates basically uh the first gate which is i mean behind which you have the better thing you are pursuing it's it's glittering it's shiny it's 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 just it has just the right amount of appeal for you and in fact you you already envision what is behind the gate and mind you mind you it's not like you're building castles in the air what you envision is what is really really behind that gate as a matter of fact however you look at this other gate that you you know you how do i put it you perceive god is leading you towards and you see something rusty i mean maybe not too rusty but just a little bit dull i mean it doesn't even appeal it's just not what you envision for yourself and it's almost like why on earth would I go for that when there is this? I mean, it's like you've already envisioned your future. You can already see that what is, what you want is what you want. You know, there are situations like that. However, before I move forward, I just want you to hold this particular verse of the Bible from um, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. I want you to hold it tight. Keep it, you know, at the forefront of your mind throughout this podcast and afterwards. And the, that verse of the Bible says... For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, 
thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. The later verse, uh, the later part of the verse, in another version says, to give you a hope and a future. Now, I want you to understand that it's beautiful to make plans for yourself. I mean, if you don't make plans, it's almost like you don't, you don't, you don't have uh, dreams. It's almost like you don't know where you're going. It's okay to make plans. It's very much okay. But a situation where your plans are obviously clashing with God's plans for you and you're struggling. I mean, you can, you, you, you already see that future you want for yourself and you feel like, I mean, the other one God wants you to go for or the one you perceive God is leading you towards seems uncertain. And you're not even sure what stands behind that gate. Yes, you, you feel if this is God, then something good has to be behind the gate. But you're so sure of this other one. Why not go for it? In a situation like that, I want you to understand that no matter how beautiful the plans you have set for yourself, no matter how you know, glittering, no matter how beautiful, no matter how set and well laid they are, they can never hold a torch to whatever God wants for you. If it is, you know, maybe different from that. If you understand what I'm trying to say, none of your plans can beat what God has for you. None of your plans can measure up to what God has for you. This is something I have learned experientially over the years and I'm going to share one of my experiences with you today. I want you to understand that saying this today, telling you that your plans, even the most beautiful of them, do not hold a torch to whatever God might have for you, if it is different from what you're planning for yourself. I'm saying it with full chest and confidence. Now, let me share my um, NYC experience with you. Uh, basically, for those who don't know what the NYC is, is a one-year compulsory service year for graduates of tertiary institutions in Nigeria. Now, um, I was posted to a particular PPA, it's a secondary school, I was excited because what I heard about the school was that oh, it's one of the best around here. It's amazing. It pay well, stuff like that. So I was excited. I put on my khaki. I went to the school only to hear that they didn't have a vacancy for any of the courses I was trained for in any of the subjects I was trained for. However, they had an opening in the hostel. I was, I was shocked. Like, what on earth am I going to be, in, be doing in the hostel? I mean, mind you, this is not a matter of pride. If you've been in that situation, you can understand. And it was, it was a situation of, oh, you'll be working with the hostel staff. You'll be assisting them to take care of the children. And God, I painted the weirdest picture in my head. And do not blame me. Just check out the picture you're painting in your head, listening to that right now. That was the picture I was painting in my head. But that wasn't even the deal breaker. The deal breaker was they expected us to live in the school and to basically our uh, 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 movement would be restricted and stuff. It just... It was just very, 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 very different from what I had envisioned about my service year. I expected I expected it to be a year that would count more. You know what I mean? Not just... Now, I'm going to put wasting away in, in quotes. Wasting away doing something that has no relevance to what I was trained for. And, you know, 
having my life so boxed and everything, it, it definitely didn't look like what I had envisioned for myself. So I went back to the lodge I was staying in that day and I told myself, no, 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 I'm not doing that. At that point in question, um, a friend of my dad was already trying to look for something, you know, well suited, well suited again in coats. And in fact, I was already banking on that and although I, I tried to you know get advice from others now there were different opinions and very well intentioned but two stood out to me one said um one was one of the executive in the uh, corpus fellowship i attended and it, it was like think about it yes this might not look like what you want it might not it might not be what you envision but think about what you're called to do at this point in question. Where do you feel the you know, ministry is leading you? Are you called to young minds and stuff? Now, this was one of those things I was excited about when I was posted to a school. Man, I mean, I already imagined you know, being in contact with young minds and influencing them as much as I can. So it was almost as if that brother was poking where it hurts. I mean, but, and I knew that if this other, I mean, the, the, the well-suited job I mentioned was something, I mean, a company job, that kind of stuff. It isn't, it wasn't going to bring me in contact with these young ones like I perceived I had to be. And he had the point, but I just wasn't having it. Then another person made another point, my older sister. She said, something along the lines of oh you have a lot lined up for you this year and she was right i had a lot lined up for me i had major exams i had to write and stuff and uh, and she was like think about this job you're offering it doesn't look like something prestigious it doesn't look like something you want at all but think about the bigger picture it's almost as if they're paying you good money to make time for yourself you know to do other stuff and it just has never appealed to me not to have something worthwhile doing for some people they like to spend their service year like that not actually having a job or being paid and maybe doing some other things i could have gone for that but i mean i always i, I always want to have this feeling of i don't know fulfillment doing something and knowing i'm be, i'm relevant at that stuff so it really did not appeal to me however at some point I realized that it was no more a situation of do I go for this or do I go for this. It was now a situation of a struggle in my spirit. I figured out that God had picked a side and you can guess whose side it was on. It was on the side of the school. I mean, that was where it got really serious. I was, I cried. I mean, I really cried because it was, I really wanted this other stuff, but God was leading me towards somewhere I didn't want and majorly because the future looks so uncertain so so uncertain and I I just I, I wasn't ready to commit to that kind of uncertainty now I want you to understand that no matter how uncertain the future God is leading you towards looks like you can just you can you can bank on it more than you can bank on that certain future in quotes no no future is certain after all but you can bank on it more than you can bank on a certain future you're looking at it's just the way god works you can take his word to the bank anytime anyway 
I cried, I cried, I struggled, but I just knew within me that, I mean, besides, this was one of the first major leadings I had in my old Christian life. So I just knew I couldn't mess this up. I couldn't allow my stubbornness and my fear to, you know, get the better of me. So I, I remember very clearly, I sat down on one of those beds that day and I just told God that, God, I mean... I am committing this future into your hands. Whatever I meet there, it is you. I am committing it into your hands. This is not what I want. I am very scared of what I am getting into. It's not what I want, but still I'm walking into it because I feel you're the one leading me there. So I'm committing it into your hands. Men and brethren, at this point, I would like to give you this particular saying in Yoruba. I really love this. I'm going to say it in Yoruba. I'm going to try to interpret it. Yoruba folks say cooking for. Now it means that when you a vessel you keep in the hands of God can never break. And that was exactly my testimony. I committed my future into the hands of God like a fragile vessel. I can tell you with full chest that that future did not break. In fact, it turned out to be the best thing that could ever happen to me in my service year. Long story cut short, I went back to take the position and yes, I worked in the hostel when I got there, but that was just for like, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it was less than a week. And it even turned out that everybody living in the school, not just core members now, but everybody living in the staff quarters, some full-time staff members, everyone worked in the hostel. It's just part of what you have to do if you're living in the staff quarters. And that's not even just the best part. Towards, I mean, the sec- uh, the end of the first week or maybe the second week of being in the school, I got this, I don't know, I, I feel like it's just divine. It's not I feel, I know it is divine orchestration. I just got this job at the account office. Now, another job I am not trained for, but I fit so well into. I mean, it was almost like a perfect fit for my for my NYC because it was it just turned out to be beautiful. The, the people I worked with, both in the hostel and in the accounts office, the kind of allowances I had, the kind of opportunities that were open to me, you know, the, the love I received, the support, they 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 were. You know, on one hand, they were unexplainable. They, they, they came from absolutely nowhere. But on the other hand, I could see it. I could, I, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a testament of what happens when you decide to trust God, even if it is blindly. And I could see it was so obvious. So, so obvious. There were, there were times I would just keep telling God that, God, I know I could have messed this up. But I'm so thankful for how everything turned out. If I had worked in academics, so many of the things I was able to do, being able to prepare for my examinations, you know, as, as well as I did, being able to, you know, take time off to take those exams, men, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do, you know, most of those stuff as well as I wanted to. But where I was, where I worked, not only did I find uncommon favor, but all of these things just worked together for my good. And that's not even the best part. I mean, there was also there's also the fact that I didn't have to spend a single dime of what I was earning, both from the federal government and from the school, on living expenses, something I couldn't have I mean, I definitely couldn't have 
um, escaped if I was doing a company job. I mean, no matter how well the company job paid out, I've had to pay for probably rent, pay, pay for uh, our food, pay for transport. But I was living in the school. I was being fed by the school. I basically, I mean, I, I, I didn't have to transport myself. It was it was, it was, it was, I mean, when I, when I still think about it, it's, it's so beautiful. And it turned out, like I said, to be the best thing that could ever happen that year. In fact, all the things I was able to do because of the opportunities and the doors that were open to me, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was what set the, 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 the pace for the life I am living right now. It was what set the course for my current reality, a reality that is beautiful, by the way. So, This is just me sharing my testimony with you and telling you that you can trust God. However, here is the caveat. You have to be very, very sure that you are not playing games on yourself. The devil is not playing games on your mind. And you're very sure this is the will of God for you. And how do you know this is God's voice? By getting to know God on minor issues. So that when you get to the major issues, you can tell without a shadow of doubt that this is the voice of God. All that happened about this whole, uh, around this whole NYS stuff didn't take more than a day. And that's just the truth. It wasn't like I had to pray and pray and pray and seek the face of God. I, this was something that was time sensitive. But it, I could just feel... I, In fact, I'll be honest with you... I didn't even pray about it the way I should have because things like this, when I want something and I really, really want it, I, I, I fear, I mean, I, I get scared of praying about it because I feel like God is going to give me something else and I won't be able to take it or I'll be afraid of taking it or I, I, I will find it hard to obey. So it wasn't even a situation of I saw the face of God, but nonetheless, God still dropped what he wanted in my mind. He still made it clear on whose side it was on and I knew it. So when you recognize the voice of God with minor issues, you already you already understand what it means for him to give you a nudge. You already understand what it means for him to drop something in your heart from very little minor issues that you could, you know, honestly, you could easily miss and nothing will go wrong with your life. When you understand the voice of God from there, it's easier for you to know what he's saying on um major issues when you you had a crossroad in life that could that could and your decision could very well alter your your future and stuff like that so i just want you to know i am i am i am transferring this confidence to you that you can trust god yes you might argue it, it is bound to happen sometimes there are situations where i'm trying to weigh the pros and the cons of you know both situations and and yet i know what the, where the holy spirit wants me to go yes you might argue sometimes it's so hard to just let go but i want you to understand that at the end of everything you can let go and it will not be a mistake. My NYC was not the only time. In fact, it has become a point of reference for the Holy Ghost whenever I'm beginning to struggle with the decision that he wants me to take as opposed to what I feel I should do. It just reminds me of my NYC year and I'm like, okay, okay. If you are telling me I'm going to laugh and, and, and laugh at the end of this time, it's going to end in praise like my NYC year, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do it. I'm transferring that confidence to you. Take something from my testimony today. 
and trust God and just go with him. Now, if you're there and all the stuff we're talking about, being led by God, struggling with God, um, doing what God wants, you don't understand. It has never happened to you. Why? Because you don't have a relationship with God and you have not allowed him to be the Lord and the master of your life. Talk less of letting him control your life or choose and decide for you. You can do that today. Now, see, it's 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 two options. You can either decide to walk down um, a dangerous, rocky terrain, blindfolded, because that is life for you. That is the way it is for everybody, literally. We're blindfolded, walking a dangerous terrain. So you can either decide to do that all by yourself, surrounded by people and forces that can't wait for you to fall and for you to do for you to fall over and over and over and again and sustain all sort of injuries and get all sort of scars or you could decide to walk that same terrain blindfolded of course life is not a better verse it's not even for a christian but to have your hand held by someone who knows that way he knows where is rocky he knows where is dangerous he knows where is safe to have your hand held by that person and not only does he know the way he has your best interest at heart he loves you even more than you love yourself think about those two situations those are the options you have before you today choose life choose having christ hold your hand to walk you through life so that it can be as beautiful as possible in this messy corrupt and dangerous world and also to take you to heaven to give you a hope of a future beyond this life that we see in eternity you can come to jesus's camp today and enjoy all that we enjoy enjoy him charting the course of your life and taking you through and you having this full confidence that he who holds tomorrow holds your hands and you can never go wrong anyway thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the spirit pen podcast i'm so thankful to have you please if you have a downtime during the week do check out my blog the spiritpen.com there are beautiful stories and articles there for your edification and enjoyment and if you read a post or when you read a post please do well to drop a comment for me in the comment box below the uh, below the post Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Spirit Pen Podcast. I am your beautiful and amazing host, Joy A. Adelmi, a.k.a. Spirit Pen. Till next time. Ciao.